Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. You guys, do you guys ski or snowboard? Nope. No. I've never been. I could, I I fell down a mountain in front of Ryan's whole family in skis one time, and that was <laughs> probably whole, the last time. A whole mountain? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I mean, it was several falls. Mm-hmm. I'm just picturing you end over end with on your long, skis. long breaks in between for me to try and get my ski back on. <laughs> I'm just imagining so that I could yeah. fall 15 uh, <laughs> feet later. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a long, long fall, and you get up, you're like, oh. all right. I think I, I think I, <laughs> boom, boom, that's boom, exactly boom. what like it was. Hot, yeah. Like a hot rod? Mountain, sky, mountain, sky, <laughs> mountain, sky, just head over skis. Yeah. Wait, all right. Okay. Sure. I, I think, I think I got it. Sean, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> I think I'm all right. Just give me one second. <laughs> Back down the mountain. Like, like Michael in the bathroom stall. Just a lot, a lot of slushing. Tell Ryan to bring toilet paper. <laughs> Everyone I know who skis is dead. <laughs> there it is. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dunder Mip, then the people versus paper people. Dunder Mip, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and vice president of special projects, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes, owner-operator of a Jamaican restaurant. (laughs) And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. You probably all think I'm this patrician goddess, but here's the truth. I was born in the little working class (laughs) town of Basildon, and until the age of 32... I taught like this, which was bloody horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> Every week we get together to talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, The Florida Arc. That's right. We're going to be discussing the five to six episodes that are The Florida Arc. Season eight, episodes 14 through 18. You got special projects. Tallahassee. After Hours, Test the Store, Last Day in Florida, and sort of an epilogue at the end of that, mm-hmm. Get oh, the Girl. little hangnail, Get the Girl. Yeah, as we were looking at uh, this arc, it, st- it stands out to me uh, as one of the more unique sort of series of episodes in the whole of The Office, right? Mm-hmm. We get the characters leaving Scranton, yeah. um, going to Florida, they're in a retail environment, everything yeah. is kind of turned on its head, and we get to see the characters in different situations. This is an especially important arc for Dwight and his character, and he's Definitely. kind of unleashed to yeah. kind of create and carry out this special project. So uh, really excited to talk about that. Really important arc for Kathy, too. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> Def- her super, most super important arc. Crucial arc for Kathy. I would say. Um, well, uh, I, w- and Aaron. Yeah, also Aaron. I was yes, going to say, is Aaron true. is Aaron, Nellie, and Dwight. Those are, those are the big three. Anyway, continue. Well, just as a recap of the Florida arc, we start in special projects 
where Dwight has now been sort of promoted. He's going to go down to Tallahassee uh, with a team from Scranton and help launch a new store that's run by Nellie Bertram, who we met in at the end of season seven. In the search committee. In search committee. There's an element in this where uh, Dwight gets pulled in and Andy has something he wants to tell him. And uh, Dwight says, if you promote me to set head of sales again, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'd be really upset. And basically... You know, you see a lot of that from from Dwight at the beginning of this season about him not getting the manager job. You know, Andy consistently calling him his number two. You're the deuce I never want to drop, right? <laughs> uh, Dwight, my number two. You yeah, know, my enforcer, right? Yeah. And but but he doesn't really give Dwight that much else to do. So yeah. in this moment to see Dwight get a little bit of extra responsibility and the opportunity to prove himself a bit more to the corporate figures, you would see him, you know, perform those martial arts moves. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best office gift. I, yeah, that's a really good gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then after that we get to see him select his team, which I think is super funny and interesting. Very very yeah. funny. I was thinking about this because this. I don't think this Florida arc works in any other season, mainly because Michael's not there. Like, right. I wonder if Michael gets the call from corporate of saying, "Hey, you need to have put Dwight in charge of a team." Like, it would be a Michael. Like, why didn't they ask me to do this? Yeah. I would be better. I'm, I'm this bachelor. I should go to Florida. And right. Right. Live this life, and it wouldn't have worked. But Andy's just like corporate says this. You're in charge now, you know, and mm. he just like passes it on through. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. think Michael would have done that. I, it, I mean, and I want to bring up Andy at this point, too, because I think he's having a pretty good season so far at this juncture. Yeah. Yeah. Season yeah, totally. eight. He's been a good manager. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. He's we'll see where we're left at the end of this Florida arc. But um, yeah. Yeah. I do really love uh, in seasons eight and nine. I think there are a lot of moments that are more comedically broad. Uh, and you see the show kind of experimenting with different sorts of styles of jokes. And part of that is the editing and, and the way the scenes are cut together. But I really love this sort of montage uh, with Dwight kind of voicing over where it kind of pans to him with walking around with a clipboard and looking at different oh, members God, of the office. A, yeah, that's great. Uh, my first task is special project, man- is special project manager Dwight Trude, assembling a crack team. I need people who are loyal. People who help me get an inroad with the gay Hispanic community when he goes to Oscar. People who won't be missed. It's Toby. We don't need idiots, good for nothings, meth heads, or what's your name? Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Kathy. Yeah. Right. I do love it's like a call and response with his like right. voiceover. It's very uh um uh well, I can't come up with the word, but <laughs> uh, uh yeah, and then like there's this back and forth trying to figure out who's on the team. Jim gets the text from Robert California kind of hinting. Stutter? Oh, <laughs> I, I had to step away from to grab my notes for a sec and I heard you do that. I had, I had to <laughs> I had to rush back without making noise and hit the button. So sorry, that should have come right when you were stuttering. It's mm-hmm. it, I was trying to say it's like it's it feels very out of the documentary almost which we start to yeah. see these them get a little bit more creative with that in mm-hmm. season eight, but um, yeah, there are also a couple jokes in this arc, and we'll talk about them when a character is about to say something kind of uh, offensive, and they cut away as they're doing it, or mm. they they interrupt them. <laughs> right, uh, Todd Packer Todd has Packer, one, and yep. Dwight has one as well. Yep. Definitely, yeah. definitely, a lot of inappropriate things happening actually throughout this whole arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, as far as just getting like splitting up the office, and yeah. one of them goes on a field trip, and the other half. Stays back at the office. Um, really weird for the show. I mean, there's nothing that really... I, I guess when Toby stays home at beach games, but otherwise, uh, nothing like this has really happened. Or or I guess, you know, the, there's single episode times where this happens. One group goes for lunch, or 
you know, Robert California takes the winners out to his lunch and that sort of splits mm-hmm. the office in half. But that's just one episode. Right. And this is this extended thing. And we start to see characters like doing things we've never seen. I mean, right. a- obviously, Andy comes to mind. Uh, Andy's doing a lot back at the office because yeah. there's this kind of vacuum. Um, I mean, even like Kelly's sitting in Dwight's chair back at the office. Right. She yeah, moves right. into the bullpen. Yeah, yeah which yeah. kind of introduces a, this whole element. And she's like much more involved in just them talking. So it's, it, I don't know, it opens up all these little roads for different characters to go mm. down. And we see them doing new stuff. I mean, and just as a reminder, too, we've got uh, going down to Florida, we have Dwight, Jim, mm. Stanley, of course. Uh, Florida Cat- Stanley. Different, he's a different man. Florida Stanley. Kathy, uh, Ryan, and Aaron. That's it. Um, and then we've also got one we get when they get down there, of course, Todd Packers down there and Nelly. Yeah, I think one thing that we have in season eight, uh, I've talked about this, but in season seven, I feel like the ensemble of characters is, is very much baked. Right. So we got the addition of Gabe, the addition of Aaron. Right. With Michael sitting up top. And once Michael leaves uh, and Andy becomes manager, the ensemble is still there, but the power dynamic is kind of thrown off. Mm-hmm. When they have the exchanges when Michael is standing out in the bullpen and he's talking to everyone all at once, right? There seems to be almost this level of um, respect. or People are people are jumping mm-hmm. in quite a bit, but it feels like when Andy is manager, he doesn't necessarily command that same thing. People speak up a little more freely. Mm-hmm. The, 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 mm-hmm. the, the tone just feels a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I think by splitting up the cast in half, basically, um, you get unique or different sort of exchanges between Andy and Angela and Pam and Kevin. It's, it just has a different feel and a different yeah. timber. Yeah. Know? Or think about yeah. Toby teaches. I can't believe you remember self-defense class. Defense. Yeah. yeah. He teaches self-defense class, which if he started doing that, Dwight would completely bulldoze him yeah, and yeah. start hitting people. Or, or Michael now is gone too. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind like, of allowing him to do yeah. that. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. people will actually sit and listen to Toby do mm. something for I, once. I also know? noticed that Toby wearing glasses makes him seem a lot Softer, <laughs> yeah. In the well, office. he's also like he's he adopts it, yeah. And his manner is down in this season. Yeah, he's 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 much he's much scrawnier for sure. When yes. uh, the he the Andy and Dwight challenge everyone to come up with the case of why they should go to Florida in the next thirty minutes, and when they're talking to Toby, they say, "Wow, it really seems that seasonal defective dis- seasonal affective disorder, aka SAD, is a real thing. It's almost as if everyone is not experiencing the same winter." And Toby's like, yes, thank you. Like. <laughs> For saying that, yeah. it's very earnest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an- another example we get, uh, we get them fighting. We get uh, Daryl and Toby fighting over Kevin's affection for mm-hmm. cookies. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh, that's like, one of my favorite parts of this. And mm-hmm. part. I mean, but Michael, I bet Michael Scott was a massive, massive Girl Scout cookie consumer. I could you see know? that. I could, could definitely see that. He loves his sugar. Yeah, and he, he likes kids. He, he but it's a whole package for him. So you know, it's just these. These little moments that we haven't really seen. And it, nope. it's kind of exploring chemistry with different characters in, in a lot of ways. You know what? No wonder Toby hasn't been selling his Girl Scout cookies in the office this whole time. Michael would have shut that down. Oh, <laughs> you're right. He would have. Something that uh, that uh, that kind of stood out to me is now that we've talked about it on the show, I, it stands out to me so much when a character swears and they bleep it out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When, I've, been, I've been experiencing yeah, this too. Yeah. Like when, what, uh, which one are you thinking of? So basically when uh, they Andy and Dwight are deliberating and they come out of Andy's office and Andy says, uh, here is your team. And he says, Kathy, what? Stanley, no, Ryan. And he just goes, fuck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually think he swears when he says Aaron. Uh-huh. Not Ryan. Yeah. But anyway, it's when he's listing yeah, off the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They just bleep yeah. it. <laughs> right, they just bleep it. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, like, you know, so happy to have you guys on the team. It happens but, again when they're launching the store, and yes. Ryan's talking about how great his presentation is going to be. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and when uh, when Andy is the receptionist, right. he says, hey, Daryl, your fax came through. And he goes, oh, f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got bigger updates on deck. Oh, yeah. I figured we'd keep things savory while Oscar's mouth is in canker country. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but for all that struggle throughout this episode to pick the team and for, you know, Dwight to, you know, mm-hmm. have his emotional roller coaster of getting the promotion and then getting the team that he doesn't want. Uh, there's a very special moment at the end of the episode where Jim is like, you know, is this a good time for you to tell us what you expect from us to yeah. Dwight in their little conference room? I think there are two things that happen. So obviously he brings them all in to share the Florida facts, right? And he has all these different things listed out about what's going on in Florida and different pictures in the back of like Casey Anthony and, mm-hmm. you know, everything in Florida. 300 right? mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah exactly. He unleashes the mosquitoes. Uh, and he's trying to, you know, scare everyone, scare everyone away and have them ring the buzzer from Taboo to opt out of the trip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> One of the funnier moments when... Jim bops him on the nose and he does the little buzz on his own. Really funny. (laughs) And then, uh, but at the end when they come back in and and Dwight has kind of resigned himself like, all right, this is my team. Right. Uh, They start talking about ideas. And I think Aaron suggests the idea like a coat check, right? Where you can check your computers and your printers. Right. And he's struck by that's a good idea. And he writes it down on the board. And then to your point, Jim says, Dwight would now be a good idea to go over your expectations for us. So in that moment, this team that, uh, Jim is, or excuse me, this team that Dwight has kind of turned his back on and mm-hmm. has kind of resigned himself that they aren't going to be any good. They give him good ideas and they give him respect. Which yeah. I think are the two things that kind of validate Dwight and kind of fire him up going into this special project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dwight's um, kind of the way he almost fetishizes leadership and authority mm-hmm. <laughs> is he, he. Rain Wilson does such a good job of embodying all that, like seasons pent up of wanting power, mm-hmm. and then just given this special project, like. Is it really a promotion, by the way? Uh, I mean, not yet. I mean, it becomes one, but he's sort of just in charge of a project. Yeah. I wonder, though, if it isn't meant to kind of be a promotion of some sort, right? To see what he can do. Yeah, because I guess on one hand, it's kind of counterintuitive where Robert seemingly picks him, right? Or empowers mm-hmm. Andy to pick him. But then right. at the end, he kind of tanks the project, right? Right. So I wonder if this isn't somewhat of a trial for Dwight, um, you know, to oh. see how Dwight will do, right? Yeah. Even though eventually Robert, or maybe Robert just changes his mind because we know that that's kind of how Robert yeah, is. He, yeah. If he gets into, you know, Spanish reds and Colombian whites, <laughs> right? <laughs> he might, uh, he might close, right. Roger, uh, which, bra- which branch does he close? Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. yeah. That's right. And Vino Veritas, as they say. <laughs> Not going to stop trusting my drunk self now. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Yeah. No, that's that's true. I mean, yeah, Robert California is the the ultimate marionette for the office. There is a there is something that I noticed, especially in this season and in this arc. This arc and this moment feels especially silly and ridiculous to me. In that anything can kind of happen, right? Oh, totally. They're going to Florida. They're selling printers. They're selling these triangular tablets and stuff. It seems really strange, right? Yeah. And you know, I think in the early seasons or throughout the large majority of the office, Dwight's sort of commitment to his the, how seriously he takes everything, right? Kind of grounds the show. Yeah. And in this mundane, very, very uh, stagnant, sterile environment, right? Dwight is so committed to things that are truly ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings, yeah. and you know, seeing a werewolf that he shoots and then it turns back into his neighbor's dog, or yeah, yeah, or him and Moe's trying to reanimate a bull, right? <laughs> there's there's this air of kind of ridiculousness. But as the world around Dwight becomes more malleable and more open to strange things, right? Dwight's whole character seems to influence that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like. It, it it's that that tension between like a very stable environment and Dwight being ridiculous changes to now they're both a ridiculous environment and a ridiculous character. That's that, that's a great point that you bring up, and I, I guess I'll kind of jump episodes here. Yeah, I think we to, should move forward at least. Sure, right sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean we'll, we'll skip around. 
Well, I think we should go somewhat in order. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say something. Well, bro, <laughs> I wanted to. Well, I'm I was going to wrap up the end of this episode. All right. And then we're going to move on. Wrap it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fine. No, I was going to. Whatever. <laughs> the other thing. The only thing I was going to say is the other thing that happens uh, at the end of Special Project is oh. Aaron plays her hand that she's going to yeah. be staying in Florida, that she's right. not coming back. Yeah. Which sets up a lot of plot for this whole arc. Uh, and after Special Project, that brings us to Tallahassee. Yeah, she yes. has that moment with Andy at the beginning where they're pen twins, right? Yeah. Uh, and she talks about how she sees Andy carpool with Jessica every day, and she's clearly uh, in a lot of pain, right? Seeing mm-hmm. Andy basically happy in this relationship. And so I think there is a lot to that, that Aaron is kind of looking for a way out, right? You think about Jim going to Stanford, right? It's, it feels yeah. it feels very similar, right? Um, and this comes after Christmas mood. Christmas wishes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where Jessica comes to the Christmas party and Aaron kind of embarrasses herself or right, right. gets too drunk and kind of makes a scene, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. An- another, another like relationship arc that I don't entirely enjoy just because it's like Andy's so unlike himself in his relationship with Jessica. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a totally normal guy and he's act, so likable and regular. Aaron, and, like she's a weirdo. Right, and then, and yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it, it it feels sudden. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think... Like, uh, I he's, think... Still, he's still like the same old like wacko at the start of season eight. I'm smiling kind of to myself because I think the Annie and Aaron relationship dynamic works best when they're both weirdos. Exactly. And when one of them For is sure. a little more normal, it kind of shuts down. So exactly. in season eight, Andy is much more normal. He's in this sort of functional yeah. relationship, and Aaron seems to be the one acting strangely. And then in season nine, Andy kind of goes off the deep end, yeah. right? Or goes out into the ocean. Sure, sure. And Aaron is, seems to be the more stable one. I mean, right? when Aaron yeah. says, like, I w- I'm going to Florida and I'm not coming back, yeah. did anyone go, <gasps> like, did you? I don't remember. Did, mm-hmm. No, you didn't care. That's what I think I did But to be fair I do that yeah. when I watch Most sitcom episodes yeah. I'm known to faint a lot yeah. Sitting at home On my couch what? Watching comedy <laughs> I've come over to Edwin He's just been weeping No I never <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right um, there uh, It's it, It's a good point though You know I mean it's It's just tough Because Aaron's only She only shows up Near You know In like season five Yeah It's yeah. not like she's been there she's only been there two full seasons before this true um but i i mean i'm i was always rooting for her and andy yeah of course you know same Same. yeah it's weird because they did seem like a perfect couple right and then they just slowly untangled it and made it so they would not be a good couple as a lot of the emotional kind of heart of the show and the tension between jim and pam seems to kind of uh, resolve or kind of move by the wayside in season eight, right? There isn't nearly as much of that sort of tension between the two, between Jim and Pam. And thank it God they brought kind of, it back in season nine. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to kind of transfer to Aaron and Andy with uh, l- like no, without the same results. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, uh, season eight, episode fifteen, Tallahassee. Now we're here. We're Florida. Um, Dwight, we're in the sunshine uh, one of the great cold opens <laughs> yes, in, yes of uh, course. the history of the I show. Believe, I believe you took it in I your draft. I drafted because it's one of my all-time favorites. That was, it must be why why you won the draft. My my that pick got snaked for yeah. me. That was mm-hmm. coming up next that when it got to one. me. But I'm going to read the Very quote. Ag- I'll give you the quote again. Please do. Today is the first day of Sabre's new project to develop a chain of retail stores. I am meeting my new boss, Nellie Bertram, head of special projects. Work starts at 9. Sabre HQ is 30 minutes away, driving the speed limit. Giving everyone 20 minutes to shower, plus 50 for Jim to style his hair, 20 for breakfast, 40 for Aaron to get lost between a room and the lobby, 90 for Ryan to do his morning ecstasy, 
we're already 20 minutes late. <laughs> uh, but re- in rewatching the episode, I just noticed some of the, the like Dwight is giving that quote and he's preparing himself in the morning. He puts on his shoes, right? Another moment where we get to see Dwight socks. Uh, <laughs> he pulls out, that. he pulls out like a, re- a, a hanger and it has five of the same ties. Yes, that are already tied, that this time. right? Yeah. The, the oh exact same God. ties. No, he takes a duffel that. bag and he stuffs it into his hotel room safe and then he vacuums the room. <laughs> and then he <laughs> wants to save the other thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's vacuuming the room. He wakes up and, vacuums. and then the clock behind him, I think says five ten AM. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, uh, wow. It's crazy how how early he gets, right? Um, mm-hmm. But just little things like He's Stanley. Excited. Stanley is wearing full pajamas with like the stocking cap and everything. Yeah. We talked about Aaron sleeping upside down. They I just think, yell I, at Kathy to yeah. wake her up. Yeah, we we brought it up last time too. But I love that Aaron says Stanley, it's Pretzel Day. Yeah, but we haven't actually seen a Pretzel Day with Aaron, which is like it's oh, very true. Oh, it's yeah. a good reminder it's that good Pretzel reminder. Day has continued mm-hmm. since yeah. we first saw it in season two <laughs> or whatever. Pretzel Day transcends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's twice actually. Uh, Dwight makes Kathy scream in bed first at this wake up, <laughs> and then when he's spraying her with chemicals. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yes, it's only because she makes the same pitch like. As soon as that happened for the second time, I was like, oh, he already did this. Like, yeah, like forced her out of bed when she's like, ah. yeah, um, great, uh, great time to talk about Kathy. Yes. Uh, a new character in the show Ugh. Um, who was introduced uh, just a couple episodes before this. Pam's replacement. Pam's replacement. Episode seven. Yeah, episode seven. Thank you. Um, uh, evil Karen. E- 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 evil Karen. <laughs> Like uh, bad intentions, I mean, Karen. Yeah, it's it's um, openly bad intent. I got thoughts on yeah, that. yeah. Ka- Kathy well, is now, one. Now's of- the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, at the if end, only you had a microphone and people yeah. listening to you. It's 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 because the tag at the end of special projects yes. is yeah so weird because it's it's just her. There's no one else in the office, and like. Technically, she works in the office, so it doesn't count towards the uh, the Vance Refrigeration Guys scene in Cafe Disco as the only scene without a office member in it. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a shot of her talking on the phone. Yeah. Explicitly saying to her friend that she's going to seduce Jim. I know. It's Despite uh, knowing that like he is happily married, has weak. a kid. like It's, it's just it's, so it's pretty, it's conniving. It's yeah. actually a really weak threat to Jim and Pam. Like, it's... it's it's a weak threat that the writers are making to Jim and Pam's relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you like know what I mean? Like, Kathy is such a one-dimensional character who only matters to Jim. Like, I, I like I'll even say like in Pam's replacement when Pam is feeling like, oh, Kathy's kind of cute and everyone's now into mm-hmm. Kathy. That is directed at jim not mm-hmm. at kathy yeah why is you know he why I mean? is he making her laugh so much yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right right mm-hmm. so like no one really has a relationship with kathy besides jim like right. everyone just kind of treats her like she's just some other person like well, they, you know do, what I mean? they do talk about how it's nice to have like a young presence in the office and then yeah, Pam is right, like, right. "Yeah, that's right. Let's go have someone hot at Pam's desk." Yeah, you know yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I know, that's but that's the one time. Yeah, I think uh, they have to do. They have to really establish Kathy as a threat to Jim or in Pam's relationship because, to your point, it does. Like in season eight, we don't really feel like there's a credible sort of uh, yeah. a figure like that, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. no, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't. I wonder if anyone was worried that. Jim was going to be tempted by this person mm-hmm. who has nothing interesting about her besides that she's like hot. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, it, 
I think That's we right. know Jim too well by this point. She's Ali Larder. <laughs> Pam's Beyonce. That's <laughs> Pam is Beyonce always. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they have to they have to clarify her intentions. Number one, because yeah. it's very it's it's not clear, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to this point, and then later, especially too when she's in Jim's room and she's not making a move, but she's there. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and giving she's all making these signals. a move. Right, yeah. of course. Yeah. But like it helps to kind of for us as the viewer to know right. what she's really thinking. You of know course. what I mean? She makes it very clear. So yeah. we don't have to we there is no doubt, right? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and we we have that scene with her. We also have it even introduced where they're talking about opening the store and she's like, Oh, it was my idea to be the hot right. girl. Like, yeah. like she's right. clearly like is she relishes the role of that she she's How cast to play? Yeah. I guess it's like a new twist on Kelly. Like if she was gonna stick around, like if if this was a character that they were gonna explore more, like maybe there's something there. But it just felt like half baked. It just just like what are we gonna do to mess with Jimmy and Pam? Oh, just throw in like someone who's like really trying to get him to have an affair with her. I think the whole thing with Kathy being like it was my idea. Would be kind of funny and interesting if she wasn't also trying to make a move on Jim. Like right. if she yeah, was yeah, just a character a in the office and she did that in the story, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, she has like no. But when you see that together, it's like, oh, you, you get more of a distaste for this character. Yeah. I guess one thing I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys think is how much do you think Jim was tempted in the hotel room? Because he like looks well, way enough enough that he is aware, uncomfortable, and yeah. asks her to leave. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something kind of mm. interesting about that. Yeah. If if he was truly completely not tempted, he mm-hmm. might not have been quite so fidgety and nervous. Yeah. And like, yeah. you need to leave. Like he could have yeah. just he could have chilled out and watched the game. Obviously, he's like, you're doing this. You need to leave. I don't want you here. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying whatever. Right. Like what. The way Jim reacted was he was in the wrong. It's just that. I mean, lest we forget there were two to four camera guys and a boom operator in the room, too. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, that's one thing that, yeah, yeah. And and Florida Stanley patting him on the back. Right. Yeah, right. Gets easier and easier, Jim. Careful, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> he takes five bottles of yeah, little liquor. He's got the little bottles. He's like, bring the bottles back. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I'm a pirate. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting. Would you like to get a cocktail? <laughs> Maybe go out for a little dancing. Did I say Messina? Yeah. Beautiful day now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Just that, like, I think we can agree that Jim feels a little bit tempted at the very least. Sure. But it's interesting to think how tempted he does feel. Yeah. You know? um, I, I because he does point. seem so relieved that Stanley comes by. He makes the Hail Mary to Dwight about bed bugs, right? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we're jumping ahead to after hours, but of course, like Dwight comes back and, you know, does the whole thing where he sprays the room with chemicals. The chemical compound. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. swiped yeah. off the maid's mm-hmm. cart. Amazing. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, uh, really let's quick go. though. Oh yeah. Speaking of Kathy, we, we have a shout out. Do we oh, not yeah. from our cold open last time? Oh, yes. Uh, shout out to Jess, who uh, did send us the thing that was our cold <laughs> open in our last episode about the various characters on The Office with some iteration of the yes, name Kathy. Right, right. Kathy I put it, in this episode, uh, yeah. Katie the purse girl, Toby's ex-wife named Kathy. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. I put that as Thanks, the cold Jess. open because yes. uh, you just have to find something to use sometimes. Yeah. So, but we didn't have your name ready didn't for mean the cold to not open. Give you a shout anyway, out. that's a shout out. Anyway, uh, let's back to let's Tallahassee. Tallahassee. What episode? else do we need yeah. to unpack there in that uh, episode? Okay, well, this is where I mean, this is where we get to meet Florida Stanley. We mentioned Florida Stanley. Mm-hmm. You're gosh um, dang right, we did. But I, yeah. would you like to get a cocktail? <laughs> the way he says this, yeah. maybe go out for a little dancing. It's so <laughs> amazing. Day now. Beautiful day now. I think 
so in this episode, we get two things. We get Nellie establishing that uh, she is kind of the person in charge and the person Dwight is trying to impress for the role of uh, VP of Saber Retail. I do really um, enjoy when she gets when she dupes Ryan. Into yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. A man, you say. Do we? OK, let's talk about Nellie. Yeah. Uh, and let's start it. This is her her first speech to that room. Don't think a woman can be a leader. Uh, oh, I... <laughs> you poor, simple boy. <laughs> Expected a man, did you? Strong, powerful, huge, whopping penis. Well, <laughs> sorry to disappoint, but my huge, whopping penis is right here. And I'm not afraid to use it. So stop looking at my breasts and start looking at my penis. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty amazing that, entry. It's Catherine Tate. It's the most I ever like Nellie is that one speech. It's Dude, so good. Catherine Tate. Just brings the heat. All of these episodes, I think she's so good. I think Nellie is so... She really has grown on me. Like, yeah. I think she does... Mm-hmm. I think initially with Nellie, there was a little bit of like, you're just this new... Who are you? What are you doing here? As, I, as I've as i watched it more, she's really grown on me. And I've gotten more used to her being there. And it's yeah. like, all right, I think she's hilarious. In a, in, a, in a point in the show when I'm so not into certain versions of these characters, like... I mean, I'd I'd say Andy, maybe even Jim, and a couple others. Like Nellie, this is the best Nellie. This is the best version yeah, of Nellie. I would yeah, agree. Sure, I think sure. Nellie is at her most ridiculous in this in this moment. I think um, it's it's she is funnier when she's in a position of power yeah. versus when she is uh, below Andy, and Andy is so has this real like kind of acrimony. Uh, and this real anger that he directs towards her. Yeah. You know, that's not as funny as it is when Nellie, you know, a, one quote later says, uh, you know, uh, so how did this special project come about anyway? Well, I interviewed to be the manager of your branch points to Jim. After you decided I wasn't a good fit, I went on a shopping spree. Very destructive, about 13 pianos. You know? <laughs> then I realized, what if Saber had a store, right? She grabbed me by the shoulders and she said, yes. <laughs> she's just brilliant. I think she's... Yeah. I think I think, I I think, think Catherine too, Tate's brilliant. Uh, right? Another dynamic that we have in this, uh, and not to you know really steer away from Nelly, but uh, I, a note I made watching this episode was just Rain Wilson, Rain Wilson unleashed, Rain Wilson yeah. unleashed, yeah, which is uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I say that bad? Should I say that again? <laughs> no, no, keep going. Uh, anyway, um, you just get to see him acting his heart out, you know. Oh, oh uh, yeah, with appendicitis, appendicitis, yeah. yeah, taking all the antacid. The the moment where he gets up and tries to pull down the screen. You know? yeah. Amazing, yeah. That well, and then the the when he tries to fight Jim, I mean, mm-hmm. the phys- he he's, he's doing physical. He's trying comedy. to climb doing... the human pyramid. Yeah, right? yeah. And then he's getting wheeled out, and he says, "Don't remember me like this. Remember me as I was earlier, <laughs> the guy who pulled down the screen." <laughs> <laughs> no, he really he really is given a lot to do. I mean, it's like you've said this this arc is mainly about Dwight mm-hmm. of like, yeah. let's go on this journey with Dwight to Florida to see if he can be in charge of people, and you know for. The most part, despite not really having a sense of style, a sense of how to actually launch a store, I mean, he's obviously more committed than anyone's going to be. I mean, that's yeah, his main yeah. thing. He tries to prove to Nelly is just not that he's good. It's just that he's committed. That's the only thing he cares about. Basically, we don't see Jim go for this role. No. Jim no. shows no interest Doesn't in, care. in wanting this particular role, no. which I think is super interesting. Um, that Jim can be there as kind of this antagonist for Dwight. 
or someone who's kind of appreciating what Dwight is becoming, you know? Yeah. Um, later, he says he's been bitten by a radioactive Dwight. You know? <laughs> um, but I do think it's interesting that they bring in Packer as his sort of nemesis. Yes. I could see the writing room like com- or talk about this of like, mm-hmm. well, we can't have Jim and Dwight vying for this job. That's just played out at this point. What if, oh, Packer, oh, yeah, yeah. let's bring him back in. He moved to Florida. They sent him to Florida. (laughs) He even comes in the same way. Quick query, Halpert. No way. Still queer? Packer. (laughs) You can't put me down too strong. strong. Here's the cutaway moment. Packer. Yeah, Dwight and Jim tried to get me fired, but I landed on my feet down here in Florida. You see, this cat's got nine lives and a nine-inch... <laughs> yeah, another cut. Yeah, that's exactly what that did. moment. Yeah. That moment when he's over Jim's shoulder and he goes too strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And the way that Jim to his face is just like, no way. I yeah. can't believe you're alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Packer knows it, and he doesn't care. It's you make like, sure to stop by that Harry Potter world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about like uh, Dwight. I mean, it just kind of as part of the whole. Just this, this. What's up, my nerd? <laughs> this arc being so unique, Dwight has fallen into this kind of like bizarro like situation where mm. like the 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 rules of um you know getting promoted are different now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's right. like he and Todd Packer are like sexually competing. To, yes, they are. Uh, yeah, so yes, they this, are. Yeah, it's very like uh, it. Re- it almost reminds me of um. Like Eastbound and Down or something like that, or one of the Danny McBride shows where mm-hmm. it's just like the, the stakes are high. <laughs> and it's it, intense. It yeah. is as ridiculous as can possibly be. People are poisoning oh, each other. Life <laughs> is sex. There, there's like I was saying earlier, the world becomes more crazy around Dwight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the role that he's going for is completely undefined. The person he's trying to impress is completely ridiculous. No, he wants to his, be VP. His nemesis, well, yes, but oh. like it's an it's a it's an empty position, right? right? Sure. And they don't know what the store is going to look like. It's literally a middleman of like her on that diagram. It's yeah. like her VP, everyone else. It's yeah. Like, what is and, your job? Uh, <laughs> and he's going up against Todd Packer, right? There's something completely ridiculous about like the terms are completely. Uh, intangible, right? right? There's right. something to that. Yeah. Do, well, if you just look back at Michael Scott's like seven seasons, he's always got David Wallace above him, Jan. or Jan, or Ryan. Competent people, and you were under her the when whole they time. Hold those positions, yeah. <laughs> so it's a shift. I mean, you know, I we already know Robert California is kind of eccentric, mm-hmm. but this gets ridiculous. <laughs> Starts getting pretty out out of hand. Mm-hmm. I think too, you know, in terms of Dwight being ridiculous and just kind of acting in a really funny way and louder uh, sense of humor. When Dwight's in his chair and uh, there's there's that joke about him being a masturbator. He's, I'm, oh, a, I'm a master hunter. And Packer says, "Did you say masturbator?" He said, "No, my cousin Moe's. Now that's a masturbator." He says, <laughs> "I'm a decent bater, but my cousin yes. Moe's that's a masturbator." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then later, when they have when Dwight comes back from his appendectomy surgery, and they do the introduction of the uh, they do the introduction of the pyramid, and they talk about the retail consumer habits. One of my favorite moments. One of the funnier so jokes is when uh, you know any questions. What are the three pillars of retail? And Aaron is whispering, convenience. And he goes, ingredients, mm-hmm. service, burgers, building loyalty, killing royalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's it, again, it's just like, let's have, let's, let's see how hard Dwight can commit. And it kind of works. I mean, it, yeah. in a way. Yeah. 
And I mean, Packers. There's only one thing: willpower, Packers, desire. Yeah, yeah. Packers playing the pure sex game, yeah. and uh, Dwight's playing the the oh yeah pure energy game. Dwight, just like I, I'm, I'm want it more. Achieving goals left and right. I had two goals today. The first was to make myself the clear candidate for vice president. I achieved that. No thanks to my appendix. The second was to find a mem- memorable souvenir for Philip. For that, <laughs> I do have to thank my appendix. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a graphic little bag he holds up. Yeah. yeah. They did a really good oh job my God, with that. It's barely healed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting too. This is this is also to go back to Scranton, this is the moment where Andy becomes receptionist and shows yes. a unique aptitude for it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah I, that's I right. do love Andy's receptionist because he's so perfectly placed. You realize, like, oh my God, he would be mm-hmm. and he says, he's like, I think I found my calling. Mm-hmm. And I have an issue. Ooh, that's the phone. I have an issue with the writers because Pam comes up and she's like this is a lame job or this, or what does she say? I forget the specific. Yeah. I don't know how it is, Andy. This job sucks. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's a little like, well, I don't know. Like some people, like people are yeah. really good at reception and that could be a good job. Sometimes. Yeah. And like, it's, I don't know. It's not yeah. a lame job, but, and it's like, obviously Pam did it for so long. Pam did hate it, but I almost thought Pam's reaction should be like, you're really good at this, Andy. Like, let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just let him do it this. You happy. At least yeah. till they get back. Like, why are you trying to say, no, don't do this? Right. Yeah. You know? It doesn't solve their problem of not having a receptionist. Exactly. And he's clearly very, very competent about mm-hmm. it. You know? Get the whole nine nards. <laughs> that, the moment when he points out the colored you pens. See this? I mean, and they have the little laughs. It's like, nice. that's, a, that's yeah. a really nice little moment. Mm-hmm. I actually think that might be the peak of Andy mm-hmm. in that moment. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as Andy's evolution from anger management bro mm-hmm. in season three to mm-hmm. like in season eight, the first half of season eight, likable, stable, trying his best. Yeah. I mean, his boss is Robert California, so he's a little messed up, yeah. obviously. But it's like he's actually maintaining a seemingly healthy relationship with Jessica. I would argue that Andy's peak comes a little early. It's here. Mayo call. <laughs> his name is Oscar. And he got some mail. And he better open it. Or go to jail because it's your taxes. His name is Kevin. No mail for him, but he's got a coupon for some frozen yogurt. Kevin's, Kevin's a little concerned. He's like, "That's are those the lyrics?" Are those the lyrics. Yeah, I was like, well, "You'd be excited about the froyo, dude." Anyway, anyway, yeah. I mean, Andy is a whole other. We can get back to Andy, but um, where were we in Florida? Where, where did we leave uh, well, this? We're, we're we gonna, were in Tallahassee. Oh, pulling the, the episode down. and the city. That's correct. Uh, any any uh, any last words about Tallahassee? Yeah, I think the last thing that happens in this episode is we get the little button with uh, Aaron, uh, where Andy is a receptionist, and yeah. uh, a lady calls and asks for Aaron and talks about how she's really sweet and she's really appreciated, right? Mm-hmm. Something that we don't hear a lot from is uh, is people uh, appreciating Aaron for one, you know, for being a receptionist or yeah. for anything like that. So uh, it is it is kind of nice to hear. Um, an external client, oh, yeah, you know, kind of talk about how much she appreciates Aaron. And it makes Andy think about how much he appreciates Aaron as well, um, which I thought is a really nice moment. And it kind of helps shade Andy and eventually his decision to go get her. Hmm. And the last thing we get is the appearance from Famous Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was a regular Amos. Yeah. Wait. I love that Aaron calls him Mr. Uh, famous. Yeah, excuse me, Famous. <laughs> yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not Mr. Amos. Yeah, Famous. Hi. It's cookies. I bet it's cookies. Yeah. I'm Let sure me finish you get my ideas yeah. for new cookies all the time, but I... <laughs> is it oatmeal with no the raisins? And she's just like, I'm sorry to have wasted your yeah. time. <laughs> I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> they do a very good job uh, throughout this whole Florida arc of sort of, well, actually, Saber as a whole yeah. seems, 
you can tell that their corporate structure is very focused on getting celebrity endorsements or just people, celebrities involved in Saber. Like it starts with Christian Slater in the opening video, Mm -hmm. but you get like famous Amos. uh, Chuck. You get Chuck, the cutout of (laughs) Chuck loves his pyramid. I begged you to be Chuck. (laughs) Um, This is the face of a scary apparition you see before you die. And getting famous Amos here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just a funny little thing. Yeah. You kind of get to know Saber a little bit, a little bit better. Um, yeah, I always enjoy uh, NBC's uh, shameless self promotion of its other shows. Sure, <laughs> you, know, you got to do it. And yeah, and you know, all all cooked up in that like Darth Vader helmet of Saber's headquarters. Mm-hmm. That building mm. looks like a dark pyramid. So yeah. I mean, should we move ahead to the after hours episode? Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, this episode is super unique. This because, episode is bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is the one. So is this nuts. is the one that I wanted to just the, earlier when I was like, I'm going to jump ahead. Is when we were talking about like Dwight's weird little world that is mm-hmm. kind of like, um, you know, uh, uh, materializing around mm-hmm. him. Like this episode is like so crazy with with G- Gabe spraying the like <laughs> laxative into the drink <laughs> ten times. <laughs> and like everyone has to be there it's not mandatory the, it's compulsory yeah. compulsory yeah oh i actually i don't know if we ever actually end up talking about nelly because i did want to like do a little yeah, sidebar yeah. on nelly yeah. real quick because mm-hmm. she comes in at this i mean she comes in in tallahassee but at this point in um, after hours you mean it's in after hours but yeah. she comes in and mean in tallahassee of and course, we, we yes, really yes, meet yes. her and obviously we've met her before but to, right. we, we start to know her here mm-hmm. um and she's she's like this force that comes in that like the show hasn't she has she has Dwight energy and like a lot of Dwight going on mm-hmm. and who she is, I feel like. And so I feel like we just haven't had someone else on the office who's who's brought this level of energy before. The, honestly, on the same level as Dwight in a lot of ways, in terms of just her pure self-confidence, her ability to believe in herself and her ability to make others believe in her despite evidence to the contrary. Yeah. All of those things I think are very true to Dwight. And it's almost like Dwight's playing up to he thinks, oh, this is someone the same as me. I think she's going to be impressed by how driven I am. You know, and she tells her whole story. And I don't know. I just wanted like, what do you guys feel about Nellie, her chemistry within the show? I mean, it's a character that they drastically change pretty quickly. I'm kind of bummed that how she works in Florida, they couldn't make it work in Scranton. I agree. I love how much. But they kind of did, right? I mean, she just takes the manager's job. It you know. fades so fast. Well, I, I yeah, think Nellie is at her best when she is in a position of power and she can kind of express herself and give these very ridiculous monologues, similar to Michael, similar to Dwight. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you can tell that the writers are like, we really like this character and we want to have her continue to be a part of the show, right? I do think, especially in season nine, Nellie feels a little bit like a square peg. Mm-hmm. Like They have to round out her personality in a way that isn't, I bought 13 pianos, I spent a night of passionate love you know with John Grant. Sorry, she's way more like Michael than Dwight, as you yeah. say this out loud. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, she's not, a, yeah. she's not like Dwight. She's more, way more like Michael. And they give her like a lot of motivations and things that she, like, she like what does Nellie care about? Right? Having a child. Pianos. Right, yeah. Most Michael's yeah. Yeah. Gold Arabian slipper? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> like, and we've talked about Hatred before. of musicians? Or magicians. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about before, too, with the characters like Andy, where it's like, you know, Andy is funniest when he feels like he needs to impress people. And when he stops caring about what people think, he's not as funny. With Nellie, there's something about her having, like, infinite power. She's, like, seems yeah. to, like, 
have no one above her really like uh well she what, what, this Kathy is why Bates i say she is also her... like dwight is she believes even though someone might actually be her boss yeah she doesn't believe that they're above her she yeah. believes that she sh- is that at that high level you I, know what i mean i just feel or like when she gets that. back to scranton robert california definitely is her boss and then right. it's like, and then this it just kind of yeah. sla- starts to like, yeah. What I don't know, just her persona from Florida is just is is slightly different now. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't really hold on. It, it, they can't really hold on to it after that. Yeah, does that make sense? No, totally. I mean, I mean, once you're back in an office working for someone, it's it's hard to have. Like, I feel like if Joe was still CEO and they made Nelly manager, there could be something interesting there. Mm-hmm. Where the manager, like where the CEO loves the manager and she can just do whatever she wants. Sure. Um, and that, and that would have been more interesting to me <laughs> than, than what it actually ended up happening. Well, it'd be, you know, it'd be like getting a little David Rent back, like yeah. someone from England. Right. Who's yeah. totally full of hot air and, and yeah. is just completely full of themselves. Yeah. There is Nelly, There is a moment where Nellie does talk about her sort of philosophy and she says, I have one simple philosophy in business. If the seat is open, the job is open. It's how I came to briefly race a Formula One car. The three <laughs> slowest laps ever recorded. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible stuff. That's the other thing she talks about the American dream. It's just random. <laughs> it's just yeah. random. Mm-hmm. Uh, after so this, hours. Yeah. Um, is yeah, I mean, we've just got it's, I think it's mostly overnight. Uh, <laughs> it starts with them talking about an after work, one might event. say, after yeah. hours, yeah, Sean. And uh, and yeah, a lot of, I mean, it's just kind of a weird episode, man. It's just kind of, it's a little dark. I mean, it's just, well, it's nighttime, way- it's nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, long day at work, Sean. I mean, we've already talked about Jim and and Kathy and what we think about that. But like the whole thing with Dwight trying to win Nellie over and then getting Gabe to poison Todd. And then that seems to work. So she chooses Dwight. But then Dwight just leaves her out in the hallway. (laughs) Dwight realizes he kind of can't go through with it. Yeah. He doesn't want to go through it. I the scene where Dwight comes back and looks over at Gabe and Gabe gives him the thumbs up, and Packer immediately turns and vomits all over Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> really good. They don't make these cords and boot cut anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, we really get to see Florida Stanley here. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Stanley is pretty much absent from the operations that we see happening at the hotel, at Sabre. I mean, there's he's in the sort of break room wearing the Sabre outfit with them, but we never see him doing any kind of work. No. Uh, instead, we see him smoking cigars, driving a convertible, and <laughs> seemingly out at, in nightclubs all the time. Yeah. Um, well, and Jim talks about how he thought he'd be spending more time with Florida Stanley, but Florida Stanley's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit much. Which is where we see uh, your your quote from earlier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Beautiful day now. <laughs> I think too what we get here is this this unique sort of little matchup of Ryan and Aaron, um, mm-hmm. which we see kind of hinted at when uh, when Aaron, Ryan talks to uh, Aaron about um, he says I want to sleep with you. What about Kelly? My thoughts exactly. Right? <laughs> is this a joke? Yep. And he turns around yep. and goes back to the kitchen and talks to Michael. You know, uh, but yeah, they're together because Ryan is saying you need to send one, not both, of him and Kelly. He's very, he's very yeah. clear about that. Uh, Again, mm-hmm. not not yeah. both. 
The pic- the pictures that he puts that he like projects on the wall of Andy's office too are so funny. Like I the know. pictures of like cool trendy. It's just like people in <laughs> in a car wearing sunglasses and stuff. Right. Or, oh, it's but, like all it's like a DJ backdrop. Anyway, I yeah. love that uh, Ryan and Aaron get this moment together where Aaron wants to order a waffle, and they they like sneak into the kitchen so they can yeah. make Aaron a waffle, right? And then Ryan sort of makes his plea to her, you know. Uh, and then Aaron says, maybe in six months. Oh, six months. No, I'm in love with Kelly. <laughs> Dude, okay. I remember watching this. This all happened mm-hmm. and and yelling at the screen, like being so invested <laughs> in like, get away from her. You get away from her. Like, <laughs> you got to keep Ryan away from Aaron at all costs. I swear. It's like, this is, this is the devil like trying to possess somebody and i'm like you just stay away from him aaron don't go near ryan well, i mean pam kind of does that later on when ryan shows up riding yeah. the camel yeah. and pam, boo, boo boo you are toxic you are toxic yeah. yeah i love when aaron's like uh they go into the kitchen aaron's like whoa the lights are still on ryan's like yeah they keep them on uh because it's less expensive than turning them on and off aaron i like how guys just know stuff all the time ryan girls know a lot of stuff too okay and nobody knows more than you, especially me. And he just like huge eye roll. He realizes, camera, yeah, like what he, he actually like, said. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like this is hard. Yeah. And Ryan's clearly so uh, he's so noncommittal. It's like this disease he has. Of he's just like mm-hmm. immediately he's like, oh, you want me to move to Florida with you? Like, <laughs> we can watch R-rated fun. movies. We can oh, get a sound. dog. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is. He's like, this is great. And Kelly he, Kelly Kahu is, yeah. is the yeah. thing. It's right. what yeah. he says. One last ditch. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Kahu. One <laughs> make one last ditch. Kelly Kahu effort. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny because it's like he's just on this uh, hamster wheel with Kelly back in Scranton, and he goes to Florida, and he just wants to start it all over <laughs> again with with uh, Aaron. And he's like, he makes this kind of movie move of like, let's get you that waffle. Yeah. And like. Ryan, I think more than any other character, is very aware that he's on camera. Yeah. Like even even yes. though it's supposed to be a mockumentary and there's supposed to be a documentary. Cue, yeah. I feel like he, he his sure. winking towards it. He's sure. the most aware of what's going on. And in that moment, he's like, I'm doing this mainly for the cameras and for me, not really for Aaron. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I just love, too, that. There's something so funny about his decision. Like they're already trapped together. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he just says, mm-hmm. "That's it. I'm out." <laughs> like just yeah. we'll just sit here silently. And then they go get <laughs> the waffles. And like you see, cooks. There's cooks. Yeah, in, yeah. It's not someone like walking through the kitchen. It's no. like people starting a shift. Yeah. Exactly. How long want to get there? scolded? They're trapped. Yeah. How, how long, long were they, they there? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, as this goes on, we also see Kathy make her move on Jim, uh, which I was gonna yes. say. This is. This is one of my favorite parts of the Florida arc. You pervert. Is the bed bugs. <laughs> the bed bugs. Okay. Yeah. This is a crazy testament to Dwight's loyalty to being of service. Mm-hmm. Because twice, twice, he interrupts something that we know Dwight cares deeply about, which is getting the job. And he's like hitting on Nelly yeah. at the bar yeah. alongside Packer. Just to He come. leaves that. To go investigate the bed bugs for Jim, who he hates. He hates Jim. But he goes and he does it anyway. Well, yeah. if Jim has bed bugs, that means they're everywhere. I can't risk them coming back to shoot farms. Our biggest attraction is our 200 year old mattresses. There's a lot of contradictions here because later he <laughs> wants to say goodbye, shoot farms. But, and he does this again when he comes back for the second time and makes this chemical compound uh, that stings the eyes <laughs> of everyone and, and basically fumigates Jim's room. Uh, again, uh, he didn't have to do any of this. But 
it does make for fantastical physical and the physical yeah. comedy is just great. Well, my, my favorite part is uh, Dwight saying, describe it, Jim. <laughs> Brown, shiny, painful bite. Dwight, could be a bat weevil. Describes its mood. Did it seem sleepy, Jim? Stressed. But to be fair, it was a tense situation. Dwight, <laughs> fair enough. But after it bit you, did it run away fearful or did it walk away smug, self-assured? Jim, so smug. Like he thought it was funny like this. <laughs> Great outtakes. That's a bad bug. Yeah, really good bloopers from this scene of them trying to get that down. One of my favorites. I think it was probably a little improvised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's... It's it's really good stuff. And like the, the lengths he goes to try and get Kathy chased away are really funny. And, you know, he even tries to He could before. just be like, you know what? Well, he tries. He's like, you know what? I'm married, yada, yada. And she's like, how little do you think of me? You yeah. know, and like that's her response. And then she immediately cuddles up to him and again. And he feels bad. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Evil Karen. Hmm. Anything else to say about that? Yeah, I, I think it's just it's interesting how uh, it went, on one hand... Uh, just, just the way that Dwight creates the little trap, you yeah, know, in yeah. the bed. Like yeah. I love that. Awesome and then cover. later when he we comes in with the socks chemicals, again? yes, yes. <laughs> and later when he comes in with the chemicals, you know, he says, "If I were you, I'd just bunk with Kathy." I think that's I such a funny little flip. Yeah. On that whole. Where thing. did he get that mask that he's wearing? <laughs> who, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> he probably travels with it. I only assume Dwight's checking several bags anytime he travels. But yeah, that seems to kind of diffuse all of the tension between Jim and Kathy, number mm-hmm. one. And then also between Dwight and Ellie. There's a moment where Dwight seems to kind of think better of uh, needing to, you know, sleep with Nellie for this job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, Jim says, is that really how you want to get this job? And he says, such a chorus girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's kind of interesting for Dwight's character that he doesn't want to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, it seems that he kind of... I don't know. I think it's a, it's an important character choice for Dwight that he doesn't mm. go through with it. You right. Because mm-hmm. eventually he does get the job when they test the store out. Um, and it leads to a really like a, a funny scene where Jim and Dwight are, you know, in the bed together eating one death by chocolate, one bananas foster. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think uh, we should move forward to test the store. Totally. Test the store. Uh, I think the test the store is my favorite episode of the Florida arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, I love Aaron pretending to be the. Uh, Tabitha. Cacharella music festival fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I just, I, I enjoyed a lot of the comedy of Jim actually kind of trying to like help Dwight in this episode. Um, uh, the, 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 the the jokes of of like Dwight like uh, letting the store like opening up the store and letting people in and mm-hmm. <laughs> like pushing them down to create a stampede or um, them kicking all the old people out of the store. I I, I love this episode. I, I think that this is the funniest of of the Florida art. Yeah, they really created an environment where they can all kind of go crazy with this weird technology. This like this tablet that they're selling and these phones, right? I think it's important to acknowledge that. Uh, at this time, an iPad was a pretty new sort of uh, invention or a pretty new sort of piece of technology. Yeah. We didn't really know what they were like. And so um, it seems super dated now, especially when Jim talks about how there's a USB port and Wi-Fi is coming, you know, yeah. in yeah. 2013. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. To, like bloggers have a major role in this, right? And like some of the pop cultural things that they talk about are kind of dated as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it is really funny to watch all the characters kind of interact in this environment, you know? When Dwight uh, is kind of calling out the uh, the roles for everyone, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. 
Yeah, let's see. So uh, they have the meeting there. Today is press day, and press mm-hmm. is going to make or break this store. And for a tech company, press can only mean one thing. Bloggers. Dossier on bloggers. Bloggers are gross. Bloggers are obese. Bloggers have halitosis. You're going to love them. <laughs> Ryan is going to be the main event today. He's the pitchman who is going to give the feisty yet profound speech worthy of a World's Fair. Ryan, are you ready to do this? Uh, and then he says later, um, Kathy, you will be the hot girl who talks to bloggers. Packer, you will be the sexual predator who has come to prey on the trendy teenage girls who are obsessed with the pyramid. <laughs> and then Packer says, uh, yes, I out to get me, but I'm playing the long game. As soon as he messes up, I swoop in like a sexual predator. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't think I've ever <laughs> noticed that. I know it's so because when he first says sexual predator, he's like taken aback. He's yeah. like, "Well, I, I'm not that. I don't see what that gets us, but I'm a team player," is what he says. Yeah, like a sexual so predator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then yes, Dwight opens the gates. They let everyone in. Uh, they're t- this is uh, Fatty Gruesome. She writes for Wired. My name is my name is Patty Grossman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sh- should we talk about this presentation? And really, everything that leads up to it. Yeah. Before we do, I think mm-hmm. we should talk about. Uh, this is a, a, a very time-stamped moment, but when the bloggers see Jim talking on his regular phone instead of his Arrowhead, yeah, this would be a perfect for my daily fl- fail blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, man, that I, really stands. You know, yeah, yeah. I I also love that part because uh, one of now one of my favorite lines of Nellie's is after that too, where she's like, "We gave you an Arrowhead for the day." Oh, oh, yeah. She's like, we gave you an arrowhead for free for the day. <laughs> How hard would it have been to, to do this? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi, sweetie. It's Jim. I'm calling you from my new arrowhead, which is why my voice is cl- crystal clear and my hand will never get tired because of the ergonomic shape. <laughs> the way that she hits the ergonomic shape. I love that. Also, quick shout out to Stanley keeping a piece of pizza in his, yeah, know, uh, in his oh, holster. Yeah. Yeah. Another great <laughs> gift. By the way, the ultimate <laughs> office swag would be getting a so, pyramid so strap-on oh bag. That would go so deep if you just wore but that out. you know out what? It should be like lined like a yeah. bag that you could keep food in. Yeah, yeah. Like, so That's you could smart. keep pizza in it. <laughs> Like That's the lunch smart. bag line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Let's a talk, good piece of merch. Where could you find that? Let's talk about the presentation. Yes. Okay. First of all, the scene leading up to it where the show decides to just take a dive into Ryan's psyche for like oh, yeah. a minute and a half <laughs> is so funny. Oh, it is. Gosh. I, I don't know why. It just it makes me laugh. The way Ryan is sort of playfully. But. But very, gen- it's very tense. Yeah, like Ryan is right on the edge the whole time, and as soon as when when Jim's being his mom, and he's like, I, "I would just fix this," and he's like, "Yeah, fix it." I knew you didn't like it, <laughs> and it's like he is just on the edge of blowing. But but yeah. for a while there, he's like appreciating that Dwight's acting like Kelly. Yeah, I know that it's, it's actually like, working. So, and he's like, so... he's like, yeah. And he's like, you're so ignorant. Like, <laughs> I have the, actually I have the quote here. Uh, <laughs> Ryan says, you're so ignorant. You barely know what you're talking about. This is so ridiculous. You really need to read a couple books. What's a book? Oh my God, you're so embarrassing. My mom would say the best stuff though. Looking at, looking at Jim. And it, like the way Jim like tries to like, you, you could do it, Ryan. Uh, amazing yeah and then ryan freaks out and leaves yeah fix means you hate it i knew it i need something to drink jim get him a water no not a water not a sports drink i hate everything (laughs) Everything in that fridge not red get me something yellow or green from a nearby store not red i love that 
Uh, also, I think this is the moment, too, where uh, they have to kick out the old people who come in to try to make it mm. seem new and trendy. And that's when Aaron meets Eileen. Yes. Or Irene, I should say. Irene, yeah. of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and I love when Aaron says, sorry about kicking you out. We just don't want our brand associated with death. And she and <laughs> Irene says back, it's okay. I'll go to the Costco and search for handsome men. <laughs> Everything Irene says is so funny. So yeah. funny. She's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. She knows how to like She's cool use the computer lady. so well. And she likes... Going, looking for hot men, and- but uh, <laughs> but back in, back in the store, they do get uh, Jim to play Chuck, right? That's like the one thing that they get him to do, and they have him put on the costume and put on the eyeliner and everything. And a moment that I noticed that I don't think I noticed before is they say, "All right, get in the costume," and Jim is in the room and he unzips the suit bag. And he pulls out like a really tiny men's shoe. That he just holds <laughs> up in one hand. It's so funny. By the way, it should be said. Uh, Ryan's not there. He says, I'm sorry. I lied. I'm not in the bathroom. I can't do it. I need to see my mom. I'm going home. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. But then we cut to the presentation where Clocks is playing in the background. Do, 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 and Jim do, gives do, the most do, ridiculous do, do. speech. It's just nothing. The eye makeup. Yeah. yeah. On one heavy. hand, it's nonsense. And on the other hand, it's gobbledygook. <laughs> it's, it's great. But it's, they eat it up because yeah, they start yeah. saying things that they all start nodding along. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is what he see. says. Uh, I've been through a lot of issues in my life. I've seen drug addiction, unemployment. I've been in a relationship that tore my heart apart with uh, that tore my heart apart without ever being able to accept that love drove the pain. And people just clap for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> when I was ten years old, my parents took me to Disney World. I, I cried, cried the whole time. I was not able to comprehend the beauty that was before me. I just wanted to go home. <laughs> wow. It's so good. Yeah. Wow. Wireless will be available in 2013. <laughs> you can play anything from Chuck to Cars 2. Oh. With Pyramid, you have the connection to everything in time and space. <laughs> and then you get the last image of Ryan. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> Just saber. popping up. It's time to come home. Um, kind of, uh, despite everything that's happened in this arc so far, for some reason... This is the great success. It all works. Yeah. yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Despite mm-hmm. everyone's best efforts to not make it so. It kind of works. I think if I went to a boring like store opening for some weird product that seemed cheap, which mm-hmm. we learn later that this is kind of a, I mean, I, it, they're not, it doesn't even have Wi-Fi until 2013, <laughs> but like, uh, it's interesting, but yeah, I think that if I was, if I was one of these bloggers, I would be like, hold on. Now you've got my attention. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I saw the guy with the pizza in his pouch earlier. Now this. That's right. <laughs> and everything goes well. Uh, Dwight gets the VP promotion, which brings mm-hmm. us to last day in Florida. Mm-hmm. Jim spins the sign. Jim spins the sign. Yeah. <laughs> gets shown up by the guy down the road. Really uh, quickly, we we glazed over this, but uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, in after hours, we do have the moment where, where everyone back at Dunder Mifflin is, is staying late to kind of get yes. the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. right. We get the the dramatic moment between Daryl and Val oh, and Brandon. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, Val. Where, uh, yeah, Brandon brings in the uh, a Jamaican feast mod, is what yeah, Andy says. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Phyllis's they, reaction to yeah. like Jamaican food. She's like, oh, if I wanted to eat Jamaican food, I'd just hire a bunch of bodyguards and go there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, and then, a perfect example of how Phyllis can be so bad. Uh, but yeah, they have to. Kelly exclaims like, you know, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened here. You know, and so they yeah. made they make Joe read out the text. You know, yeah, got a lot of extra gotcha. ice cream. You want some? 
about, to get, my, guy, about to get my fry on. <laughs> no tact. Mm-hmm. Who would walk into your girlfriend's work at a meeting she's having and yeah. publicly accuse well, her of cheating? Well, to be fair, he does talk to Daryl on the phone earlier. Right. Oh, He well, asked yeah. for the number for shipping. And he's like, hold on, let me get a pen. He's like, why would you need a pen? He goes, hold on, I got my reasons. Like, <laughs> back off. I got yeah, my reasons. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but none of that is like hinting that he, he just says he knows Val. Uh, I don't know. He, he, Brandon goes way too. He gets, gets yeah, overreacted. Yeah. But there's a lot of tension there. Right? A lot of tension. Uh, uh, I'm glad you brought up Val because um, it's, it's the second time in this story arc where we get a one-dimensional character who just exists solely for one man main character hmm. yeah that's true too it's a yeah. man dude um but uh i mean it's like <clears throat> val's like, really flat there's so really much flat. about yeah, val that's, that's like so weird like i mean that she on valentine's day she's saying that she doesn't have a boyfriend that her mom called and blah 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 mm. even though that's Darryl right Darryl. Knows- my mom's name is brandon so strange. And so I guess it's like she's like totally like she's like, I know you spoke to my boyfriend and I'm still going to tell you that it was mm-hmm. a woman and or it was my mom. And then well, she's and, kind of playing into the game because because Daryl calls her out. He's like, oh, that so that was your mom. So and she she's does like, it, so yeah, what, she does it. So she's not serious about the she's relationship. Flirting. And then yeah. it later is like, oh, hey, let's order catering from my boyfriend. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. I think we should talk about Val in another. We'll episode. talk about well, Val in another. Time. We'll do a three-hour uh, three-hour episode on Val yeah. is coming next week. But I wanted to bring up that they are trying this like in different ways during this. Yeah, arc. They're, they're trying throwing to give... new people at yeah. us, like just to like stir stir the pot, mm-hmm. and um, I don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want some. T- I want some two three-dimensional characters. I hope you like goat. Okay? <laughs> uh and then Daryl, they're so elegant uh just for the, ca- the 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 sake of kind of covering everything so we've talked about what's going on in dunder mifflin during um after hours but in test the store what's happening is andy comes in with the black eye and uh what's this about a black guy in the office <laughs> nice yes. well played sir uh, but yes they bring in uh they have toby lead the self-defense class and it's pretty ridiculous we get the guest appearance from Tig Notaro, yeah. bringing in her daughter. You do who, good work. <laughs> beat up a fancy man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My friend uses your paper. Yeah. You do good work. <laughs> this is about escaping with your life. So strike, <laughs> scream, and run. All right, let's try it. Creed. Yeah. <laughs> and one of those scenes start doesn't one of those scenes start with Toby talking about like now if they're into oh yeah so like, here's here's what Toby says having sex with a dead body now if your attacker is willing to defile a corpse you yeah. better stop playing dead right away and make it known that you're alive. That's what Tignatar uh, interrupts. And the, so the, weird. The, the, like, um, what is it? The easel or the little whiteboard sort of thing that they have mm-hmm. behind him, the big pad. I think it says playing dead. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I've never. Wait, is that a deleted scene or is that in the show? No, it's, no, it's in, in the, the episode. Show. I have yeah. never caught that before. That's. Yeah, oh, my From, God. Uh, and we we also yeah skipped over Andy getting punched by the little girl. Sure. That's, that's a, just a funny thing. Standing I mean, up for Pam. Yeah. Right. And this is all like. If it it does feel like so much of what's going on with Andy while everyone's away is Andy's becomes a bit of a punching bag. Yeah, like yeah. literally everyone. in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's just a kind of a funny thing, and, and it's sort of like it, when he comes back and then he goes to Florida. It's just this weird. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the writers were like, let's get 
all the baggage with Andy out of the way before we send him on this long journey in a way. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Ball droppings can be beautiful. For example, when it turns an awkward soprano into a rich full tenor. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Should we go to the last? Uh, uh, just one last thing. We last get to see we get to see Kelly get up and attack Toby. Oh um, yes, and of the course. easel behind him just says begging for mercy. Right, right. <laughs> I was a twelve year old bully. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, so we get that little scene, but yeah, we can jump. We can jump forward now to uh, last day in Florida. Let's finish this off. Last yeah. day in Florida. Uh, you know, we get the cold open with Dwight's treasure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's uh, a great one. That's a yeah. good one. Everyone um, looks at Creed. Yeah, it's you have to be insane to open of us. that. Yeah. <laughs> Dart. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I a think... delayed poison dart. Dwight is ingenious. Well, we don't know it's poison. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're on the golf course with Dwight, Nelly, Robert California, and Jim. Um, Dwight is, you know, beside himself. He's, he's, the store is a success. Mm-hmm. Dude, looks, he's strutting so It hard. looks like he lives in. He's making fun of Jim. Yeah. Oh, he's making fun of Jim. He's, he's so he's puffed out. A, he's so he's puffed out. He's being an asshole. Totally. Um, <laughs> Do you think that's I I didn't find it to be in character at all. No, that not that he's not that he's being an asshole and puffed out. That's how he is a lot of the time. But that he's just immediately like screw Scranton, screw Shroot Farms, screw Moe's. Yeah, this is I'm now a corporate manager. That's what I do, and it just I don't know. It just never. Felt yeah, like I, I get, I get that, but like corporate that. cutthroat, that's not Dwight. I would agree that it's a, maybe a little overdrawn, especially the way he kind of exaggerates and he golfs away the, you know, present that Jim He's gets golfing? him. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think Dwight doesn't golf. But I think there's an element of you know Dwight's whole kind of trajectory has been not being able to break through in any sort of way, right? Mm-hmm, he doesn't yeah. take over from Michael in season three when Michael thinks he's going for the job. He doesn't get recommended uh, by Michael to take over the branch. He has to, he shoots the gun when he does get the thing and he has yeah. to come in as Jacques Souvenier, <laughs> right? And it yeah. even says in season nine, you know, I've made too many mistakes. I'm never going to be manager of this branch. So, and uh, there's even an episode where he goes to Florida and tries to campaign for himself to Robert to right. be like the head of printer sales. Yeah, and right. At every step, he's kind of turned away. And this, and in this one moment, Dwight seems to have broken through. So it does, I think, hold up that Dwight is really excited about this seemingly this new opportunity that he's never yeah. thought he would ever have before. Yeah. Um, but I agree, it does seem a little strange to be turning his back completely on like Shoot Farms, for example. Like, yeah, I could I could see if all this was for the manager position, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's for this corporate job in Florida, mm-hmm. and it's like Dwight, you don't belong at a corporate it, headquarters in but Florida. Pres- but presumably, um, it pays a lot more than the manager sure, job. Sure. He's, you know, I mean, Dwight is in in many ways very childlike. He is very excited about this new opportunity. If if they had kept the store, if Robert didn't tank it and he stayed, Dwight would have started missing Shroot Farms eventually. Sure. Yeah. Like he doesn't always know what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um but uh but yeah, I get that. I, yeah. I get that he he doesn't even mention it. He doesn't even yeah, like, he just becomes he's this, not even like, this you know. corporate villain right away. Right, right. It's it is weird. It is interesting to me that Robert, you know, on one hand, he invites Jim to come down for this sort of uh, project, but then he also confides in Jim that it won't be Dwight's day. You know, let mm. Dwight have his fun. Sure. Uh, you know, he talks about how he's going to tank the presentation. And in a very, another unique sort of moment for, uh, of clarity uh, from Robert California, he talks about um, the reason that we sell our products online and over the phone. Uh, they're cheap. They're unintuitive. The Sabre store would work if we adopted the carnival model of leaving town once everyone's uh, wise to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 
But, uh, but yeah, Funny I think the houses are always <laughs> colonials and the penises are always circumcised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we get to see Dwight kind of preparing the presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he is uh, now that he's in this position of power, he's really commanding over over Todd Packer. Oh, right? yeah. Um, I love when he talks to Jim about, uh, oh, what, your stylist ran out of messy spray and everybody laughs. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then later he says, it's going to take you a while to get through airport security with all of your beauty products. Yeah, he's he's drunk on power <laughs> yes, this entire absolutely. episode, yeah. uh, and it's actually it's really funny to watch him mm-hmm. go through the motions, and of course, yeah, maybe that's why he's so he's sort of enamored with himself in the moment, and he starts acting out, and um, and ultimately, I mean, this ultimately this all becomes about Jim and and right. Dwight. Yeah. Well, I love I love when Jim when Dwight is talking to uh, Todd and Gabe and Nellie and Kathy. And Jim walks in. He's coming in to tell him, hey, like, you know, you're going to get fired. Jim's like, all right, there he is. Dwight, what are you doing here? I thought I got rid of you. Jim, can I just talk to you for one quick second? Dwight, what, your stylist ran out of messy spray? Everyone laughs. There it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, it's it's for your own good. I think maybe we should, Dwight. You want to do something for your own good? Turn around, walk out that door. Do not stop till you get to Scranton. Find my cell phone charger, mail it back to me, and then go to hell. <laughs> I don't know. It's so good. Man. I love. I love it. He's brutal. I mean, and it ends with them. You know, I'm, well, we'll get to where it ends up. But I mean, it, it like we get the moment where Pam is kind of coaching Jim about mm-hmm. like how he has to go back and save Dwight, right? And we see Jim make this last ditch hail mary effort to literally stand in between Dwight and his what would be his downfall. You know, tackles him. Yeah, which I think is Full a really, hit. it's a really great moment. It's a ton. It's really funny physical comedy. I love Dwight when, revs up and is yeah. trying to slide under. <laughs> and, well, and, yeah. and again, I mean, to your point, you've always made about Pam's as the main character of the show. I mean, it's really her because mm-hmm. Pam because Jim's like you saw. Remotely. I tried. I gotta go get a plane. Jim starts yeah. to walk away. She they talk on the phone, and that's what Pam tells her. It's like if Dwight's gonna get fired, you have to tell him. And he goes back and tackles him. Mm-hmm. Leads to their fight. Delays it just long enough. That Todd Packer swoops in like the sexual predator that he yeah. is. There is there is kind of a a catharsis of watching Jim and Dwight actually fight. Yes. After all totally. of these years of pranking so and going back up. and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something really satisfying and about it's watching such them actually petty go at it. fighting. Yeah, and it's like it's like kids <laughs> wrestling. You know what I right. mean? Like there's no, they're not punching each other uh-huh. or anything, right? Uh-huh. Dwight licks his hand, you know? Yeah. Like, so much saliva. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing that happens is like I think Dwight picks up Jim and just drops him. Yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Dwight, nope. Dwight tries to slide between his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so many good moments throughout that whole fight. And meanwhile, like Todd Packer's in there. Just Todd Packer gets promoted in a second and then all of a sudden gets fired from that job with He's no like, contract. I've been here for no <laughs> 30 minutes. He's like, I've been in this job for a half hour. Uh, but yet allows Nelly to put all the blame yeah. or robert california puts all the blame on them right right um robert california is just like i don't know yeah who knows what he's mm-hmm. going through his his head um and nelly then, then suddenly is like don't blame todd packer fire the fire the employee not the man uh, yeah you know, it's, right it's right. a whole thing um it's very strange it's a whole the logic of this how this whole thing shakes out in matter. the end doesn't <laughs> really make sense but i think you know we know Robert California is kind of a kook I rem- um, in his I, business ventures. So I'm thinking of what Harry Janarone says at the end of uh, Turf War. Yeah. He says, uh, Robert's running this place into the ground. We're not going to be doing this in six months, right? Mm-hmm. And to a large extent, he's right. The The store doesn't last. You know, none of these sort of projects and endeavors really end up lasting very long. Right. Um, 
And I think right after we see Todd get fired and Dwight exiting the room and helping Jim up, it kind of cuts to them back in Scranton. Dwight comes back. And when one of them and when Kelly mentions that Dwight, what are you doing here? I thought you would be in Florida. Jim like really jumps in and kind of deflects. And he says, yeah, the crazy thing about that is uh, about that is, um, wow, you look great. Did you lose some weight? She says, thank you for someone who actually notices this. No, I did not lose weight, but I started using my makeup to contour my face to look skinnier. I actually put on five pounds <laughs> and it totally Welcome deflects back. from Dwight coming back. And then I think in that moment, it feels like the office is kind of back together. We're back. Obviously, yeah. um, and I don't know how much we want to get into this, but uh, in Get the Girl, Andy does go back down to Florida to, to get Aaron. Um, we haven't talked about Aaron in this particular episode, but she, this is where Aaron is living with Irene. Yeah. You know, and the, boiling Gatorade yeah. and banging re- the TV, trying to video the hot chat. Dog yeah. water. Amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> make a video uh, chat. Just yeah. video chat. Yeah. <laughs> you don't make a video chat. What's your you password? Aaron123. That's, That's a, a terrible <laughs> password. <laughs> <laughs> I love to. Irene's, like, awesome. Irene's like getting so annoyed with her. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> She's like randomly dropping yeah. the pills yeah. into the pill yeah. box. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think we might talk about Get the Girl. Maybe, I don't know about what you guys think, but I think we, like, we maybe could, in an Andy we, Aaron episode. It could be episode. an episode, yeah. we'll yeah. episode profile. It doesn't Aaron really episode. feel like w- worth talking about. No, um, we'll, we'll do Aaron and Andy. I'd love to kind of get your 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 thoughts overall on the on the Florida. One last thing to talk okay. about yes, before, we, before we wrap. Sure. Is uh, Daryl and Kevin's, or Daryl and Toby selling Girl Scout cookies. Yes, this that's This is the hysterical. last sort of piece, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that one thing I like about the other characters being in Florida is that it gives the characters in Dunder Mifflin the opportunity to have smaller, more contained sort of stories. So like Andy is receptionist, right? Uh, Daryl and Toby mm-hmm. selling Girl Scout cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as I said to Toby doing stuff unencumbered by Michael or yeah. Dwight. Yeah. The self-defense class. And then, um, you know, you think about Daryl trying to interpret what a beanie gift means from Val. Right, Those are right. pretty small mundane stories. And mm-hmm. the tone of this season is a bit louder and a bit mm-hmm. bright, mm-hmm. a bit brighter um, than it would be maybe in like season two. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. is nice to see uh, as a contrast, things going crazy in Florida. Something that's a little more contained uh, back in Dunderman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a note. Oscar's the only member of accounting that's not fought over in the series because we see Daryl and Toby fighting over Kevin for Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. And of course, Andy and Dwight fighting over Angela. But mm. poor Oscar. Left in the lurch. Um, poor Oscar. Let's not forget that... Let's not forget Kevin and Meredith kiss. Yeah, that's right. That's a forgotten oh. office kiss. Mm, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Baumgartner doing... Who I believe directed one of these episodes. Did you not? Uh, not? Sorry, I was going to mention that. He directed... I want to say Tallahassee. Let me just double mm-hmm. check. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, in that moment, there's a, a moment where Kevin says, no, wait, no, I'm buying. I make the rules. I actually do want you to fight over me. I want to be wined and dined and 69. <laughs> Angela says, uh, and Kevin says, metaphorically 69. Ew, perverts. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> offense, Oscar. The turn. <laughs> and Oscar yeah, is so Oscar's upset. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the turn that Evan, uh, that Kevin goes from, from, you know, hello, my baby. Hello. Like right. they're singing the songs to him to then Kevin doing that to try and get them mm-hmm. to sell him cookies again is so short and it goes so quick um, and it's a lot of good Kevin stuff going on back at home. Yeah. It's true. Um, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Baumgartner, Brian Baumgartner directed, uh, uh, after hours. Um, oh, nice. And okay. then speaking of just like calling people perverts, there's another great line in this, in, uh, in Tallahassee when Dwight is on the phone with the paramedics and he says, 
Yes, a complete inability inability to pass gas, pervert. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pick that up this time too. But yeah, I just love Daryl being pitted against Toby. That's such a funny, yeah, a funny sort of duo. confrontation. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they each have daughters, works out. Um So I don't know, what do you guys think with this whole arc? Because like at the end of the day, California is like, do this, and yeah. then is like, nope. Yeah, and nothing really changes uh, uh, except that Nelly has been introduced. Yeah, and uh, we have the whole Andy and Aaron thing. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> after you, we're both Um. While there are so many funny moments in this arc, and I do love, um, I, I love test the store, and I love some so many moments from this. Um, I do not like this story arc <laughs> and, uh, it's not the show I want to watch. I want to see the, I want to see the office in the office. Um, there's just something about, so you don't like dinner party. Uh, of course I like dinner party. Oh. Of course I like dinner. Hey, party. you're comparing apples and awesome. Yeah. Okay? They're not <laughs> yeah, the same. Come on. That's yeah. a Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I, 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 but you, my friend, Sorry, go ahead. It's too long. It's too long with uh, like being out of the office, and um, it's it just. It, it, I mean, I think Edwin's put said this before. Like the Florida arc feels like a fever dream where mm-hmm. they're you know mm-hmm. in in a totally different place, and they're all split up, and they're selling triangular iPads now, and it's it, it's it, Robert California's fever dream, the yeah. whole thing, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Or or Florida Stanley's fever dream. That mm-hmm. might be more accurate. I don't want to say that I could have done without it because I do love things like Florida Stanley and I do love... Yeah, we didn't really talk too much about um, him. I do love, uh, you know, He's Dwight's whole thing with appendicitis and, and pulling down the screen and and uh, it, it's, and uh, their whole, like, all their interactions in the hotel when he's waking everybody up. I mean, those things are great. Uh, but there's something um, just... It doesn't. It, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it just. I feel when I'm when I'm watching the early seasons and they're just in the office the whole time, like that just feels comfy and cozy to me. And these are the, the you know, while I can appreciate the uh, yeah. Florida arc, it doesn't it doesn't make me feel all warm and it's fuzzy. twice rem- it's twice removed. There's right. no Michael, and now they're in Florida. It's not the episodes I like to fall asleep to. This is by far the most different series of episodes in mm-hmm. the whole show. Yeah. It is the most unique and singular little uh, chunk of the whole show, right? Um, and I agree. It is the least uh, true to what The Office kind of is and sort of stands for, which is a bunch of people selling paper in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, to your point, it's like a dream that you have where it's like, why are they all in Florida and they're selling weird things and uh, it's like a snow globe that gets all shaken up and everything's mm-hmm. in out of place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that said... I actually really love this arc, and yeah. I know that when whenever we ask for my opinion on things, it's like I always love all of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> uh, Sean's is, like, no thanks. Yeah, Edwin's yeah. like, yes, please. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, guys, I love, guys. I love how weird it is, and how different it is, and how broad it is comedically. Yeah, um, I love the. There are a lot of weird jokes. Even that, um, I'm thinking now of when the punchline is Dwight saying dragging sticks. You know, they're like listing activities and weird hobbies. But uh, yeah, I love it for how weird and unique and strange it all is. 
Um, and, it, and, and, and strangely, it is one that I actually go at, end up like rewatching mm-hmm, that I'm kind yeah. of drawn to just because of mm-hmm. how strange it is and how different it feels. Oh, okay. Um, at the same time, like, I don't think objectively it's like the best of the office or the most true of the office or what you'd recommend to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like, I like it a lot for what it is in a weird way. It's really dense in terms of what all happens, mm-hmm. um, in that, in a, in a weird way, it reminds me of like a later season of the Simpsons, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it, it still has the ability to make me laugh, but it's not really true to what it was and what made people really fall in I love with it. I was actually thinking the same yeah. thing. It's like, it's always sunny has a season, a lot of Dennis isn't in a lot of it. And yeah. it's weird. Trailer Park Boys has a season where the whole thing takes place just outside of a trailer park and it's just different. It's weird. And this is like the section of the office where it's just different. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's different. It's weird. There's my analysis. Jeez. I mean, Michael's got leaving. Yeah. Makes it different and weird. It and feels then all of a sudden we're going to change it up even more. <laughs> yeah. it reminds- and different and weird is not bad. It's actually quite good. And in this, I think for this arc, it, yeah. it, it works more often than not. It reminds me a lot of when a, like a, a star basketball player is playing in a different team near the end of their career. Thinking of Dwayne Wade on the Bulls. <laughs> thinking of Brandon Roy playing for the Timberwolves. Like you still love them and you still go out to watch them. Iverson but it just the, feels different. Iverson on the and Grizzlies. Memphis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it just feels very different, you know. Vince um, Carter and any number of teams. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's different. You have, you have a lot of love for you know I guess those players, but and 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 the show, and you can appreciate it. But mm-hmm. it's very different from what you maybe first experienced when you first fell in love. Rudy Fernandez on the Nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any final one, deep one for my Portland fans? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think we just gave them. I have. A couple yeah. just last notes I want to shout out. Yeah. Um, Stanley's thousand yard stare in the shuttle on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed a very long time just watching Stanley <laughs> oh, yeah. the whole time Jim's on the phone. Uh, <laughs> he's really, really bummed. Oh, God. Florida Stanley dies in that moment and we never see him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl with some all time game when he goes, by the way, the idea of you and me together, I don't think it's crazy. Dot, that dot, is dot 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 dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. he does the callback it's yeah that's mm-hmm. that's an insane move uh, that's yeah. the sort of thing that made Kelly call him the world's most complicated man says exactly what he's thinking uh last thing i want to point out just a something that bothers me but it's also kind of amazing uh nelly says she's gonna meet dwight in seven minutes from their time at the bar in that time dwight gets the note from jim he makes a chemical compound swiped off a maid's cart sprays down the bed and returns receives the room service that Kathy ordered, got it sent over to Dwight's room all in seven minutes before Nelly wow. shows up and knocks on the door and they're halfway through their desserts. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, we do it's... see Dwight's time management skills. At the beginning <laughs> of time. I, he's a machine. He's right. absolutely yeah. a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's incredibly good. Uh, that was, those are my only notes. I love it. Well, uh, oh, and Dwight talking about Genghis Khan at the bar. Oh yeah. Mirrors uh, the Benihana Christmas where he's talking about how to kill a goose. <laughs> Oh, I've got one uh, where this is so small, but Nellie seems to be like leaning towards Packer and she says, you look like Ed Harris if they stretched him out. Oh, my God. And and Dwight comes in with a last ditch effort and he says, hey, you want to see a picture of me trapped under a tree? (laughs) Trapped under a tree. (laughs) Love that he has that. Uh, And on that note, conference room. All right. You know what? That's it. Conference room. Five minutes. Uh, okay, so for this week's conference room, I have a quick little thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, this is kind of a follow-up on what we were talking about last week with uh, Toby. 
Mm. Um, and there are moments in our conversation where I felt like we were getting a little too deep into the analysis of Toby. We were like, well, Toby fe- or Michael views Toby this way because mm. he sees this. I don't think we got this. deep enough. Yeah. So, so here, here's what I wanted to talk <laughs> about. Right? Here's what I wanted to talk about. And uh, we can keep this in if it's if it feels yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. relevant. But basically... I was drawn to this concept of interiority. That's what I was thinking about okay. in that moment. Um, and I, right after we finished wrapping that episode, I mentioned it and I was talking about this concept. And you said, "Why didn't you say that?" We were recording the episode, <laughs> and I was like, "Because I thought about it just now." Yeah, yeah, I sure. Put the, I put the term in my shoe, and I forgot about it until now. <laughs> so uh, basically, the the idea is that uh, we when we're watching a TV show. We don't know what the characters are thinking. We can only see and, mm-hmm. and interpret and infer based on what they do on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, as a counterpoint to this, when you're reading a book or a novel and it's from a third person point of view, um, you know, we, the author will tell you what the character is thinking. So uh, just to give an example from Game of Thrones, and this is just I'm making this all up, but it's like, you mm, know, please tell me <laughs> in the TV show. We see Jon Snow walking down the halls of Winterfell and he clearly looks very sad. Right. But in, if we're reading Game of Thrones. It's Jon Snow walked through the halls of Winterfell. He was thinking about his past and mm-hmm. Ned Stark or whatever it was, you know, Um but we get that interiority. And I felt like when we were talking about Toby, we were verging into assuming that we knew what the character was thinking mm-hmm. when really we can only make observations based on what the character does. We yes. actually touched mm. on this a little bit in this episode when we were talking about Kathy's phone call. Um, you were talking about how Kathy says very explicitly that she's planning to you know, try to make Seduce him. Jim. Yeah. yeah. And I think that moment is super important because we don't get the interiority on Kathy. We only get to see what she does, right? Mm-hmm. And... She doesn't give any sort of a real strong signal that way, but by giving that sort of phone call and by showing that dialogue, that signals so clearly to the audience exactly what her motivations are and exactly mm-hmm. what she's thinking, which sets up the move that she makes on Jim uh, in a different way. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I wanted to spend a minute to, th- to talk about that concept because I think it's super interesting in the way that we think about and analyze TV shows that we that care that TV shows almost always have to show and not tell. Oh no, that's yeah. a really good point and. Like, I feel like that happens in plays a lot in Shakespeare. Yeah. You get a character between scenes will come off to the side and they'll, they'll soliloquy. Yeah. And they'll yeah. say like what they desire or what they yeah. want to do. And it, it just lets the audience be very clear of like this person wants to do X, Y, Z. And you're right. Yeah. Like we don't, we yeah. don't get that sometimes, I, but you know, I just to, think as we, as we try to think more deeply about the show and I think yeah. that's what we would like, you know, this show to do is get people to think more deeply about the office and you know, we all love Mm -hmm, it. Right. mm -hmm. Uh, and if you're this far in this episode, I'm sure you love the office. (laughs) If you stuck with us, this This might, this might be our longest one yet. guys. This is is after hours, (laughs) after hours, guys, uh, super long, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's just something that I thought I'd mention. There are a couple other concepts like this that I'd love to talk about in the context of the office that we haven't talked about yet, but I would love for that to be sort of a different show that we could bring in. I would love to like, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully this makes sense, but like to counter that argument of like looking at, that interiority and like this is kind of how you analyze literature there's something called the Kuleshov effect um, in that kind of developed in film editing in the Soviet uh, Union in the 1910s and 1920s and it's a Whoa. I'm reading Wikipedia here. Whoa. It is a mental phenomenon by which viewers derive more meaning more meaning from the interaction of two sequential shots than from a single shot in isolation and so what this is is like they, they, this guy Kuleshov made this movie that is a, a an expressionless man, and then he's like, it it would just be like this expressionless man looking off of the camera, and then you'd cut to like a like a turkey, like a like a roasted turkey, 
And then everyone would look at that and be like, oh, he's hungry. He's hungry. Yeah. I see. Right? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't a wild goose or a goose prepared <laughs> with a wild rice dressing? Yeah. You know. Do we have any cayenne pepper in the kitchen? Yeah. Or, uh, or uh, you know, there's like a dead body and it's, oh, he's sad. He knows that person. Oh, so, he's dead. So I, I only make that point just to say, you know, hey, maybe, I mean, you know, it's it's a visual medium here. So we, I, we can. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. I think obviously yeah. that's a huge piece of editing and the shots and the way that one of the most beautiful things about the office is the way that the characters, especially Jim and Pam communicate non-verbally. Right? Yeah. 100%. Right. I certainly don't mean to say that they aren't community, that the show doesn't communicate in that way. Yeah. But just that like we have to, it's, it's something interesting to think about yeah. as we analyze the show, okay. which yeah. to me, I think they live together. Yeah. yeah. I, I think to wrap it up, like that's what makes the office so great is it gives us this canvas where we can paint our own sort of emotions and feelings onto it. Mm-hmm. When I look at, like the downloads for our show, there's a weird spike around fan theories. People mm-hmm. really like if people are looking at our list of shows, I think people listen to that one yeah. a lot if they're picking out of a lineup because yeah. people like to hear like, what's your theory on yeah. what's going on with yeah, this yeah. character? And, I you mean, know? And that's why we watch it. We touch on it every once in a while. I'm here to shut all that too. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we touch on it every once in a while. We're, we're definitely here to like relive these episodes yes, yes. and relive yeah. these jokes. But like, we're also kind of trying to get at that thing too that keeps us like yeah coming why back. do people like, love something the office below why do we love the office what is it below the surface of the sitcom that mm-hmm. like we're all so drawn to so um so yeah I, I don't mind diving into those uh theories every once in a while but yeah. that uh, it's just something to think something about to think moving about. forward about. yeah uh, i think it's time for some trivia let's just do our thing collect our hardware and get the hell home <laughs> all right gentlemen let's cleanse our palates with some trivia. Unfortunately, I made a mega trivia. Uh-oh. It's a big one. Just because oh, I God. thought how much you're going to just completely mm-hmm. crush by the time uh, we actually get to trivia. So a lot of this is hard. We're going to roll through this. I'll do through some that you've already answered, but let's just truck through this. This is all trivia from the Florida arc. Everything that okay. happens is okay. from these episodes. At the top. Here we go. Um, Irene's grandson is a wonderful what? Swimmer. Swimmer. Shallow and deep, and he can do it all. Packer does it all. Packer thinks Jim looks like what childhood toy? Wooly Willy. A Wooly Willy. Which and is then, the Operation game character. Dwight's <laughs> like, you look like the guy from Operation. He's like, that's the same guy. That's my joke. I, that's the same guy. I, um, Just I one think of it the actually, few times you feel for Todd Packer. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it is the same toy company. Stole same joke. Yeah. Um, how long has Packer been at Dunder Mifflin? He mentions. 20 years. I'm 20 an years. An institution. Too strong. What TV character does Sabre get to promote the pyramid? Chuck. Chuck. Oh, very yeah. good. Chuck loves his pyramid. Make that cardboard cutout. <laughs> yep. That's a great keepsake. So, somewhere yeah, a PA took home that cardboard cutout. Um, all right. What is the tagline for the pyramid? Not, uh, it's not from Ryan's speech. It's not Sabre's tagline, which is... Embrace the power of the pyramid. Come home. It's... Past no, we, we see signage for it in the store. It is a shape that... I don't know. What is it? <laughs> the yeah, eighth wonder know. of the world oh. in your hands. In your, oh, my God. <laughs> Great. Um, the phone version of the pyramid is called what? Arrowhead. Yes, the Arrowhead. This is from the drop at the beginning of the show. What town is Nelly from in England? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Something Shire. <laughs> what is it? Basildon. 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 Ba- I was going to replay the drop, but it was going to take too long. Basildon. 
And it was horrendous, bloody horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> Bef- before working at Sabre, Nelly had a destructive what? Shopping spree. Yes, 13 pianos. Um, what's Scranton's zip code? Oh. oh. Seven. <laughs> Something. <laughs> no, it's seven. One, right? Mm-hmm. There's the regular zip code, and, and then, then there's the plus. Daryl says yeah. that's that's too vague. Yeah, yeah. got to get the last four digits. One eight five zero five dash seven four two seven. Yeah, that's the full one. All right, this is this is a fun one. Season four, episode one. Thank you. Well, who is the nemesis in Toby's latest Chad Flenderson novel? Oh, jeez. This is deep, deep, deep office trivia. I don't know who is it. Doctor Lucifer Wu. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> does he say that on screen? He does. Wow, crazy. Doctor Lucifer Wu. Uh, in lieu of a rape whistle, Angela carries what? An air horn? No, a she train doesn't. whistle. Clo- uh, an air horn? No, it's 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 an instrument. That's what it's, I said. She oh, carries <laughs> an <laughs> she accordion. Says a rape what? Flute. Yes, a rape flute. Ah, oh wow! Which insane. A rape yeah. ocarina. Uh, uh, what are the names of Ryan's aunt and uncle? Uncle. You hear him on the phone. Yep. So there's an L? Uh, yes. Larry. Yes. No. Leonard. Also the name also the name of one of Michael's family members. Luke. Yes, Uncle mm. Lucas and Aunt Carol. <laughs> I have an aunt. Again, this, this is... Uh, the, tuck these away, listeners. If someone's yeah. like, oh, I know The Office, and you give them trivia questions, just ask them some yeah, of these. Ask yeah. them what Ryan's uncle's name is. Yeah, <laughs> ask them what to- the low- the latest uh, villain in, in Toby's novel is called. <laughs> Dr. Lucifer Woos. If they get that, continue the Toby, take. no one cares about your sex great <laughs> black detective. What's the name of Oscar's dog? Uh, oh, uh, Gerald? Yes, correct. Wow. True or false? Nellie successfully uses hypnotism to stop smoking. No, she tried it, but it made her smoke more. <laughs> yes, oh she ended up God. smoking more. Uh, <laughs> what is Dwight's drinking game? He proposes. Oh, it's, it has to do with the buttons and the seeds. <sighs> I what don't is the name know. of it? Oh, no. He doesn't say the name of it. Oh, okay. It's, uh, all right, everyone check your pockets. Yes. Whoever has the most buttons is the king. No, whoever, whoever has the most, most seeds is, is the, the king. king. Whoever has the least, least buttons is the fool or the jester? Is, is the hunchback. The hunchback. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How many seeds do you have? 40 at all times. <laughs> he takes out <laughs> a little bag of buttons. <laughs> How many buttons do you have on you? Um, we already said who's sitting at Dwight's desk. It's Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what two things do bed bugs thrive on? Heat. Yes. And carbon dioxide. Correct. <laughs> Kathy orders room service that Dwight and Jim end up eating. What is their order? Bananas Foster and, and Devil's Food. Death by Chocolate. Death, Death by, by Chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> it's the second best Bananas Foster Dwight's ever had. Uh, I'm a fraud. Uh, <laughs> no, Edwin's just Superman. Yeah, I know. We're all frauds next to Superman. No, no. Uh, what number interferes with Dwight's attempt to mind read Nelly? 741. No. No. 711. Oh, one, one. Nine, Nine is the first time. But 711, which then... Is actually what Nelly was trying to minutes, communicate. Yeah, for some Seven one minutes. Yeah. On one time. One on one time. <laughs> yeah. In order, Dwight's ancestors did what occupations? According uh, to the legend. Oh, and then it was like reincarnated into me or something like that? It's, it's, it's farmers. Uh-huh. Before that, they were hunters. Uh-huh. Before that, time travelers. And then me Before again. that, me again. Yeah. <laughs> At least <laughs> so that's how the legend, legend goes. goes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are Anderson's three pillars of retail? Oh, 
uh, ingredients. <laughs> no, the actual Burgers ones. and killing royalty. <laughs> Service, convenience, and building loyalty. Correct. Nice. And uh, you also answered this. Why does Andy serve mini pizzas at reception? Oh, because Oscar's mouth is in canker country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. The office gang is trying to figure out what is in Dwight's treasure chest. Mm-hmm. They brainstorm ideas on a whiteboard and they come up with seven oh ideas. Oh, no. This is a freeze frame question. Uh, it's also just funny to listen to. How about beets? No. Gold. Yes, actual gold is one of them. Mm-hmm. A trap. Uh, a rope. true. <laughs> uh, Star Wars stuff. Nude mags. By the way, <laughs> you can. I, I've, I looked at who was sitting there at this meeting, and you can address a guest to every single. You can pick yeah, out yeah, a nude yeah. person. Yeah. Um, Kevin a, Nude Mags. Nude Mags. A rosebud type scenario. Oscar. Yes. Shroot Bones. Maybe <laughs> Kelly. Or this yeah. is also Kevin. A photo with our toothbrushes up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Creed opens it, and that's the picture inside. <laughs> a photo Kevin, with toothbrushes up our butt. I've got Kevin, a, Kevin oh, yeah. does use the up, up the butt uh, phrase. Not as much spicy as, foods up her butt. Not Can as I much give you Stanley. two more trivia questions? Please oh, do. Yeah, On right. Dwight's easel, he has written down Florida facts. No! God, please, no! <laughs> so long. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven things Dwight has written up there. Do you want to guess? Or should I just, I tell, just tell me. Yeah, I don't know. Scarfaces, heat strokes, theme parks, <laughs> Brooke Hogan, morbidly obese people, sinkholes, geriatric capital of the world. <laughs> and, the, and my last trivia question would be, uh, what does Jim say the antidote is for Dwight's poison? True love's kiss. There you go. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks Please. for staying this long. Yeah. This is a friggin'. I don't know how we did it, uh, but but we did. Um, and uh, let's just keep on talking about it. Please let <laughs> us know about what you think about yeah. the Florida uh, the Florida Arc. Would Give us like a to get phone a call. Maybe go out for a little dance. Beautiful day now. <laughs> Give us a call. 503-694-9314. You can leave us a message. And we like to play them on the air. You can email us. MSPodcastCompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter. At Michael Scott Pod. We have a website. MichaelScottPod.com. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who runs our social media and designs all our artwork. And this episode was recorded in the OG studio at the Ward Brother Residence in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Please remember to rate and review the show. It helps us, helps people find the show. And as always, thank you for every message, like, interaction that you send to us. Uh, We love hearing from you guys. Uh, We love you all. We appreciate all of you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week. Pippity-poppy, give me the solid. Yes, sir. With the pyramid, you have the connection to everything in time and space. Saber, it's time to come home. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.